0: Hello and welcome to Behind the Lashes with me, Joanna Lee. In this series, I'm going to be speaking to lash artists from around the globe. I want to know what makes them tick and also how they're surviving C-19. So it's time now to take my UK listeners across the Atlantic to Victoria in British Columbia to talk to the very beautiful and talented Caitlin Elford, founder and owner of Lost Artistry. Caitlin, hi. Hi there. Hi, thank you so much for coming on here today. Now, as you know, if you've listened to previous podcasts, I like to dig a little bit behind the person, hence the reason I've called it behind the lashes, just to give our listeners a bit of color and background into the person behind the business. So how does that sound? That sounds great. Let's do it. Okay. So we'll come on to your lash life in a moment, but I'd like to go behind the lashes, as I've said, and let's take you right back to childhood. So how was it growing up for you? Well,
1: I grew up in a little town. You guys are going to laugh about this, but I grew up 50% of my time in a little town called Dildo, Newfoundland. You can Google it if you don't believe me. It is a real thing. Actually, actually, Jimmy Kimmel just uh, became obsessed with this little town, Dildo, Newfoundland, and put it on the map and got a Hollywood sign that says Dildo put in the hills – of Dildo
0: Newfoundland. Oh, gosh. Well, I've got to pull myself together now and do the rest (laughs) of this interview. That is absolutely fantastic. And did you come from a big family?
1: I did. Um, Well, I came from a split family. So my dad lives um, in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and then my mom and the rest of my family lives in Newfoundland. So I, my dad, because I couldn't see him as often, I would go to Dildo and spend time with his family. That's where he's from. (laughs) And then um, my mom lived in the big, we'll call it the big city. It's actually not that big, but it's St. John's, um, Newfoundland. So I would spend, yeah, both time, time 50-50 kind of thing. And uh, it was awesome.
0: And do you have siblings?
1: I do. Um, I have two brothers and two sisters, two from each mom and dad.
0: Oh, lovely. So half, half siblings? Yes, yes, all half siblings. Yeah, I have, I have a few of those myself, so they're good things to have. hmm
1: for sure. Oh. And it's nice having that split up family too because you get like the best of both worlds. It was, pretty, it was a pretty good deal.
0: Did you alternate Christmases or were you always with your mom?
1: Um, I would actually do both in one day or over a weekend or something. So I would do a Christmas with my mom and then a Christmas with my dad's family.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So how was school for you? Were you a grade A student?
1: I was pretty good in school. Um, I wouldn't say I was the best in all subjects. I struggled with math from time to time. But um, I, I did I did pretty well in school, really well, actually. And then um, from there, I went on to do hair school. And that was like the best thing ever. Same with lash school and all the education I've done since school hundreds in everything, because I've done exactly what I wanted to do. So if I'm interested in learning, I do really well at it. Otherwise, I'm like, (laughs)
0: man. Well, I think that's pretty, pretty normal. So um, Mm -hmm. did you um, have ambitions back then? Was beauty always the way you wanted to go? Or was there something else? Yes, actually. Yep, beauty was always my
1: thing. And I luckily have a mom who supported me through that All the way, she never pushed me to be anything else, which was awesome. Um, I was five, six years old cutting my doll's hair, Mm -hmm. and then from there, I started. um, I started doing hair just for my friends. And in grade seven, I would do our hair for semi-formals and all that stuff. And by the time I was in grade ten, I was doing graduation hair for the girls who were graduating in grade twelve. Wow! So it's always been my thing.
0: Yeah, you just had a natural propensity to it and just followed that. I love that. Um, So what's life like for you now, family-wise? Are you married? Do you have kids?
1: I am. I have an awesome husband who is the best support system in the world. And I have two beautiful boys as well, five and two.
0: Oh, five and two. And what are their names?
1: Um, Ashton is my
0: youngest and Isaiah is my oldest. Oh, so you are really, really busy. You have two little boys who are running you ragged. And I imagine right now that's pretty interesting. You're spending a lot of time together, right? Yes.
1: Yeah, it's awesome, actually. Um, obviously, the situation is not awesome, but being able to spend that quality time with the boys has been a blessing so far.
0: Well, we'll talk about um, C19 and the lockdown. As it is in Canada in a moment, but I just want to talk about your lash business you 've talked a little bit about how you how you got into it. You have a huge business now and a great online presence. You also have a you a big name in pro made fans or pro fans, I believe you call them a few well not that long ago pre-made fans it was a bit of a swear word in the industry if you were a, a volume lash artist what do you think has changed and do you think they're here to stay
1: i do think that they're here to stay um i think the thing that's changed is okay so obviously we're making improvements within the industry all of the time with our products like Back in the day, they were, you know, even just a classic lash was heavier, chunkier, and just a poor material. Um, But now we have these, like, we have flat lashes. We have um, the just the softest fibers that you can't even feel anymore. Um, So, I mean, we're making improvements in everything, and I think that the stigma came with good reason back back when when they were they were knotted at the bottom. There was Mm. a chunk like a chunk of glue at the bottom of every single lash that you would almost use when you were, you would almost only use those if you were doing them temporarily with like the lash, what are they called? Those, the, the false lashes. Yes. Yeah, so and like um, the
0: cluster lashes that you could put on yourself with the strip. Exactly.
1: Lash that mm-hmm. were just temporary
0: mm.
1: for like one day use or whatever. So those people were using those for eyelash extensions and they were doing damage and damage and damage. And I definitely understand that that was not a healthy option. But with improvements, we have now found a way to fuse the lashes without using a bunch of glue. Um, It's called the heat bonding method. So this has obviously changed the the quality of the products. And I think, I think the stigma lingered a little while. But we really needed to find a way to educate people on how to use these lashes because they're of course you need to know about dimension you need to know what natural lash can hold what dimension and and how to use them properly but how can you know that without doing a course Mm -hmm. and the whole point of a profan is oh you can just be classic certified and now you can use these products but there was a lot of a lot of unknowns and people were doing still a lot of damage, but you can do a lot of damage with a beautifully made handmade fan if -hmm. you're not using it properly. So that's where I wanted to educate my customers. And that was kind of what drove me to this online presence that I have right now with like Instagram TV videos and stuff like that. I really just wanted to, show people the right way to use these products, because I've seen such positives from them. And I've, you know, I can do any lash set in the same timing as the classic. And that's huge for business. So I saw the positives. And I just knew that in order to have people do the same thing that I'm doing and using them properly, I had to educate them on it. So that's, yeah. In the beginning, um, well, this kind of goes back to how I started my business and that's a whole other thing. But in the beginning, I wanted to find my own product. So I planned on, I'm, I'm a handmade artist as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was looking for classic and, and um, volume lashes that I could have myself to save on product cost. Mm-hmm. So with that, I started sampling things and looking for lashes from all over the world. And I stumbled upon these pre-fans and I knew that they needed a lot of work. Um, so I got lucky enough to work with a, an amazing team of people and come up with solutions to, and h- just how to make these products better. Like how could we make these the next, best thing or something that people could actually use within their businesses because I saw the potential in these products. So after like two years of playing around with these, we, we managed to make them um, what I would call perfect. Um, so I started using them within my business and was able to save time. And then the girls in my salon started using them and they were able to save time. And then caught on in my town and people just loved them so yeah that's kind of how Lost Artistry started and how the pre-fan pro-fan thing became.
0: So I can testify personally to how great your pro-fans are I used them in a competition for Jade Jones at the pre-made pro 2019 and I actually came third in the expert category so I was delighted and what's more the set i did just lasted so long I was gobsmacked at how long they lasted they really are fabulous so congratulations
1: actually it's funny that you say that because we that was one of the biggest questions we got in the beginning people were like they're not going to last as long they can't wrap the natural lash and it's it's really funny because as a handmade artist as well maybe 20% of my lashes wrap the natural Mm -hmm. lash you have to have a really good natural lash in order to wrap so you're only missing out on that maybe 20% in most of your sets for wrapping. And uh, otherwise you're just putting it on the lash like you would a pro fan. So
0: well, I crystallize anyway, and so many lash yes. artists crystallize now. So that's all null and void as an argument really. And there's no problem that's with exactly retention. Right. So.
1: That's exactly right. And that was my point too, is that crystallizing and with the pro fans, So before we even launched them to the public, We wanted to make sure we did an experiment. So I did 50% myself and the girls in my salon did 50% of our clients with ProFan, 50% with Handmade Fan, and there was zero difference in retention. The only difference between um, Handmade and ProFan when it came to the retention was that ProFans didn't close up a little bit. You know when you're using your Handmade Fans like at a fill, sometimes they'll close just ever so slightly. Um, ProFans don't do that. No. Which they is kind of a bummer. They just
0: stay. Yeah, absolutely. The only negative I see with um, pro fans for me as a lash artist is that it's very expensive. So I never, it's confusing how to price my pre-made fan sets. I wasn't, you know, people say, well, it's, it saves you time. So therefore, you know, it all can, cancels out. But actually I found it didn't really save me time. I was just putting even even more on and getting through mm-hmm. so many fans that I almost felt like I needed to make my pre-made sets more expensive than my handmade sets.
1: And you could. And you could charge it that way if you wanted to do that. Like if your clients are getting better retention because you're putting more lashes on, then you could up your service and have that as like a novelty. Um so that could be an option, but I guess the way that pro fans are beneficial for someone like you who is so fast at making your own fans, it's not as beneficial as it would be for someone who's still slower. Mm. So, or mega volume. Like even me as a mega volume artist, um, I can make my own fans, but I'm not nearly as fast making mega fans as I am at making volume fans. Working with .03s is much, much more time consuming mm. for me personally than working with like a .07 lash. Um, so I still save time with mega. So for me, even if I'm making my own fans for mega, it does still make me more money. If I'm using my pro fans for my mega set versus my handmade fans, a, I find, especially going back to what we were talking about before my mega sets, when I make them on command, they close up quite a bit in between fills, especially with my 0.03s. I don't know if you find that. Do you?
0: Yes, I do. It yeah. can it can happen that way. And I guess it's just because they're they're even more of a funnel for the glue, aren't they?
1: Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what I think too. But um so they're really beneficial for that. So I'm not spending as much time removing um lashes at my fills as I would be if I were using my handmade fans. But also, yeah, just saving that time. So it's it makes sense for me to use them for for those. And then basically for they're not for everyone. So even someone who's used to making their handmade fans and they go to promade fans, it can actually be harder because it is a new technique all over and it seems like it's kind of pointless because it's taking you more time learning the practice of it. Um, So again, not for everyone, but for those people who are bridging the gap between classic and and handmade volume, to get through those sets, it is a game changer. Um, You're not wasting, not wasting, you're not taking Four hours to do a full set of handmade volume, so you're kind of bridging that gap. And then eventually, once you get your speed up, then you can um, you can x out the profans if you choose, or you can use them on days when you're like trying to get through clients. We'll say like Christmas rush mm-hmm. or something like that when yeah. it does make sense. But basically, if you yeah, your speed isn't isn't as fast, then they're perfect.
0: I just think as a I I'm probably would describe myself as a. a Kind of commercial lasher, rather than Mm -hmm. you know. So my sets do tend to be two two hours. That's kind of no. None of my most of my clients wouldn't lie there for longer than that. They wouldn't want to pay for more than that. So it's really only my competition sets when I get the luxury of spending three, four, five hours on a set. So I do think that it does make sense that especially if you're having a bit of a slow handmade day, particularly for the inners, it's lovely to know that I have got some pre-made fans in, in shorter lengths, you know, sevens and eights, just sitting there, just in case, just to fill up those inners or the outers, you know, just the tricky areas or if you're just having an off day or as you say, you're back to back. And, you know, I always like to have some pro-made fans that I've done myself anyway in the, in the shorter lengths. But sometimes with time restrictions, you don't always have time to make that preparation. So it's a really yeah. nice safety net.
1: And also, you're talking about pre-making your fans. So you're crystallizing all Mm -hmm. of your fans. And how much time does it take you to do that?
0: Exactly. But it doesn't cost me very much. But it's time time is money.
1: Exactly. If you value time, then time is money. So, um, So, yeah. And they're great for people too, like an artist like yourself or anyone who does just need to plow through the rest of your set. You can do an hour and a half and just a half an hour of profans, and get so many more lashes done mm. than, um, you would without them. Cause there is no denying that it, it is a lot faster.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, I suppose that some, you know, people that, that are trainers, I'm also a trainer and I think that some trainers have become edgy, you know, that are training in volume thinking oh gosh does this mean that nobody's going to sign up for um, volume training anymore but I really don't think that that is the case I still think that when you're using pre-made fans you still need to have that volume experience and that volume training to to know how to use them properly would you agree
1: Absolutely. We're actually in the process of developing a pro fan course right now. And it just teaches you all about that stuff, like everything that you need to know. And I don't think that handmade volume is going anywhere. If you're someone who's super passionate about the industry, you're going to learn all things lash. Mm. And actually it's a really good option to have these for your students so that they're not damaging their clients lashes in between learning volume. Because how many times... I have seen sets come in where people are using classic lashes in like thicker classic lashes, Mm -hmm. like 0.12s, 0.15s and making chunky fans out of them because they're easier to use Mm -hmm. and they're, they're calling that volume. So we have these people who are damaging their clients' lashes anyways. So why not give them a product that's actually healthier and teach them how to use that product so that they're not doing this anymore?
0: I had um, an interviewee on a couple of days ago, Rosie from Flutter by Beauty. And when she trained in volume, they were teaching her to make fans with 0.15s. So crazy.
1: (laughs) So crazy. Because if you understand the weights, like, well, I won't go into this, but there's a 0.07 times three is way lighter than these bigger fans. And people just automatically assume like, okay, 3.10s make a 0.3, but that's not the case at all. So anyone who's listening, if, you're, if you think that, do some research and actually understand because there are a lot of smaller little, little diameter lashes that fit inside of one thicker lash. Mm-hmm. So you really need to understand that as well.
0: It's the volumetric calculation, isn't it? Which exactly. always blows yes. my mind. <laughs>
1: it's so confusing I could never get into that without an actual like a bunch of information in front of me to explain it I could not do it without math
0: exactly so Caitlin I love all the videos that you produce are these done professionally they just look so amazing
1: thank you very much yes actually um, most of our videos are done by our video videographer um he is incredible and he's been with us since day one of the business
0: oh well it really does show um i was thinking that though this would be a really good time for lash artists with some time on their hands more than usual to start playing with um videos um for you know tips and hacks and a little bit of coaching what would what would you say to them where should they begin
1: Okay, so I have I could go on about this forever, but um, my first thing would be to my first thing would be to put your time into stories. A lot of people don't understand how important stories are. And stories, they don't need to be professionally made. You can make them on your phone. And that gets out, that reaches so many people. So put your location in there and um, get yourself out there by stories. And they go within 24 hours. You can do anything for that. You can take yourself a little handheld video of yourself making a fan. And so many people can see it or just talk to your customers or clients or whatever. Um, So stories would be a big one. And If you're looking to get into videos, I strongly suggest um, following the MVP concept. Um, If you're unfamiliar with that, it's just minimum viable product. So you're not spending a bunch of money. So don't just go out there and buy a bunch of equipment and or hire a videographer or whatever. Um, Start small. Start taking videos with your phone. I actually have a ring light that I got on, um, on Amazon and it comes with this little stand for your phone. I just put my phone in there, sit down next to the ring light and record the video. Um, and you can get pretty good content from that. And you can, you can get apps as well that you can kind of slice in shots of you working while you're talking and all this stuff. So you can make your own fun videos at home. And it is a good time to start playing around with apps like that and, and doing fun, creative videos like that right now. So, I definitely wouldn't suggest going out and spending a bunch of money especially right now when things mm-hmm. are uncertain and you're just not even sure if this is something that you're going to want to do in the long run. But start playing around with it. See how comfortable you feel on film and make videos even if you don't post them anywhere. Mm. It's a fun time to experiment and try try it out and see how it goes.
0: They've got nothing to lose right now. Just have a bit exactly. of fun with it. Yeah. So um, let's talk about the present. Obviously, we have all been plunged into this new reality that we are now facing with COVID-19. What is the situation in Canada right now?
1: Canada's pretty it's pretty locked down right now. There's not much open. We have grocery stores that are open, and other than that, um, I imagine there's a lot of businesses like ours who ship internationally that are probably still operating but even here it's just myself my husband we do have um one person who is working in our uh, like our for shipping right now um and he's the only one every single person outside of that in our company has been laid off so um things are slow everywhere everywhere slow and um, of course, for us, if no one's doing lashes, there's no reason to buy products. So of course, people are still doing practice and whatever, but we are still staying open. But most, mostly everyone is shut down.
0: So how sad does this feel for you? How are you feeling about it all right now? Are you worried?
1: Uh, well, I, I think everyone's worried. I mean, the I, I'm trying to stay positive and I'm lucky because I have these two sweet little boys who keep me positive and they don't even see the negative that's happening around them so if you can kind of step into their world and be a part of it it's pretty amazing so i've been staying very positive and trying to just think about um the fact that it is temporary and we are all in this together and trying to have that mindset
0: i guess it's not like you're getting left behind because if everybody's frozen then nobody's getting ahead of anyone else we're all kind of just stopped in time it's almost like somebody's hit the pause button and then when play goes off we all go again Or yes, i hope
1: exactly i hope so too i hope it doesn't last for a really long time like i I've, I've mentioned before i do have a salon here in victoria as well and i mean between the salon and lost artistry lash we employ 17 people and there's only and, and of course my husband and I, we don't really take a wage anyways, but, um, we have one employee out of all of those people. So there's, there's 16 people right now, just in our business who are, you know, their parents, they're struggling. They don't know, nobody knows what's happening. So that the stress of that is, is definitely, it's mm. scary and it's not nice to see. Of course, everyone's in it together, but it is, it is scary. And I hope that we can get back to normal.
0: Absolutely. Are the government helping people out financially? I know that we have been offered assistance as employed and also the self-employed we've been, we've, they're, they're saying that they are going to help us financially. Is there assistance for like your employees?
1: Yes. Yeah. They're, they've been really good. They've been, the government has been releasing new subsidies pretty much daily. They're really trying to get through it as fast as they can. And they're, they're helping, yeah, everyone, self-employed people. I think what the government's doing right now is anyone who's self-employed, they basically get, pretty much everyone basically gets $2,000 a month just to live right now. And then there's other subsidies on top of that. Like you can get rental assistance and all kinds of things. That sounds and great.
0: Like I, and is the money yeah. flowing already or is there like a lag on that?
1: No, there's a lag on that.
0: Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, same same here. So your little boys are keeping you going. I guess they're delighted to have mum and dad around all the time.
1: They are. This is like the best time ever for them. They're like, "Perfect, we get to do art all day. We get to dance around. We did <laughs> we did a little mini karate class the other day in our house. <laughs> it was so fun." But uh actually the cutest thing yesterday my my son obviously he's he's 5, he's almost 6 and um He was saying he wanted to help out because he understands what's happening. And so I was like, okay, what would you like to do? He's like, I just want to make everybody happy. So we went to the beach. We drove down to the beach. We collected a bunch of of shells and we brought them back to our house. We painted all of them and put little hearts on them and just laid them all around the neighborhood so that people could become happier when they saw them. He was so proud.
0: Sounds like he might have your creative streak. (laughs) I think so. So what's I know nobody knows what's going to happen or how long it's going to last but what's your plan for getting through COVID-19 do you have one
1: Yes actually um well I mean depending on how long this goes it'll change but for right now I'm I'm focusing on working working on my business instead of working in my business so mm-hmm. Basically, I've been taking this time to really get through all of the manuals for these courses that we're planning on launching and focusing most of my time on that. I'm not taking time off. Um, yeah, I've been spending a lot of time just like just brainstorming and making these courses um, hopefully ready to launch soon.
0: How great, in a way, to have the luxury to be able to give your manuals that much focus
1: it's it's been it's been awesome it's been the time that i've needed and same with with my kids like i mean anyone who owns a business knows that your time is limited and you put so much into it so you're you're kind of forced to work in that every day all day and your mind is constantly on it so i've i I must say that it's been um it's been nice to have this time to spend quality with my family um and also work on the things in my business that I haven't had time for, for quite some time. Now, ask me in a month, <laughs> if I would feel that way, if this continues, and it may not be the same, I may be like, oh, I want this to be over, I want this to be <laughs> over. And I do want it to be over. But I uh, I definitely am making the most of it right now.
0: Well, I will be asking you again in a month. And I'll be asking you again yes. in two weeks and two weeks after <laughs> that, and so on until we are through this yeah. damn thing. Um, do do you think this whole experience will change the way that you approach life in the future?
1: Yes. And I think that
0: it should, it
1: should change the way that everyone views life in the future because well, if we're just going back to, um, to life in general, it's so easy to consume. Like I, I find it's so easy for me, not that I, and I don't, I'm not much of a consumer myself. Like I'm, I'm a minimalist when it comes to like the things that I buy, but I, uh, I think it's a good eye opener for most people to really think about the money that they're spending and also put money aside for rainy days. Like, like today, like I can, I'm, I'm lucky enough to say that no matter how much money I've made, like, i mean i I did not come from money. Like I grew up very, very low income, not super low income family, but below most, Mm -hmm. um, but my mom taught me to always save money. So not to spend within my my means and to save money. So in, I would always think like, do I need to go out for this dinner with my friends? No, I think I'll just make something at home. And I would put that money away and put that money away. And then I was able to buy a car before my friends were able to or whatever, like make those investments young. But I think it's, it's a good eye-opener. And uh, I think that we'll all, hopefully, we'll all... Make those decisions and prepare for a rainy day and just, yeah, think about what we're buying before we spend the money on it.
0: It is really weird not being able to give people a cuddle, though, isn't it?
1: It is so strange. I want to be around, especially my family. I live really far away from my family and. I just want to be around them so bad right now. Because when you're having hard times, you want to connect with people. You mm-hmm. want to communicate with them. You want to literally just love them and be around them. And I think these video chats, like there's this house party thing that people are, yes. are getting involved in. And, and this this Zoom app, it's been amazing because I've been able to keep in touch with my family, but there's nothing like the real thing. And I actually was planning on going home for about a month um, in, in a month and I'm not able to do that. And my heart is broken and I just mm-hmm. want to see my family so bad. And I think it is a good also outside of the, you know, saving money and making sure that you're prepared, but also holding those people really close because mm-hmm. we have a super big eye opener in that there's people dying all over the world. And I mean, when's the last time you really hugged your grandma and told them, you know, like, you don't, you should take those things for granted. So it's a good eye opener too, to just love the people around you and make sure that you're spending quality time with them.
0: My mum. I'm lucky enough that she lives just like 172 steps away from my house. So pretty close. <laughs> I, I have counted. I know I'm weird. Um, but <laughs> but I'm able to go to her garden and say, mom, hi, I'm in the garden. And, you know, she comes out and onto the patio. And I take her, her eggs or whatever I take her because she's in her 70s. And it's just so wrong not to be able to go and give her a mm. great big squeeze. It's yeah, horrible. That's
1: right. It It really is. Bad, and it's also a good eye opener for people. Like we've been forced to spend quality time with our kids and mm-hmm. our our spouses or whatever. So it's that needed time. I think it's going to be nice for people to understand how important that is and how much some of us have neglected that for quite some time. Um, so I, I think I think the world's going to change a little bit, and it's yeah. I hopefully going to be for the better once this is all over. Hopefully.
0: I mean, we've always been guilty, especially in the lash industry of, um, you know, having a poor work life balance. And now think how it's going to be when we go back, it's just going to feel so wrong if we go hell for leather back into business. And then we're really, really going to miss seeing our family and our nearest and dearest. So I think you're right. That may be a leveler.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that is, that is the case. And that's actually a good thing to talk about really quickly. Um, it's a good time to, to reevaluate our businesses and how maybe it is time for us to um, reassess, build new skills and then come back and maybe you can price yourself a little differently or how are you going to make more by working less? Like, let's say you are working in a salon for under commission and you have this huge clientele and it's all good. You're making enough money to survive, but this could be an eye opener and realize like I have all these clients and stuff. Maybe it's time for me to rent a chair mm-hmm. instead of working a commission. Like maybe I'm ready for that. How do I work less and make more? And the answer might be profans. Maybe yeah. it's time to try a profan. if you're taking really long time to get through those sets. So if you can get through those sets and make more in that amount of time and go home and spend more time with your family or take four clients in your, in your day or eight, clients in your day that you would have taken four clients, then you can make more money. Yeah. And then spend more time quality.
0: I think people are, I think that is a very good point. But I think maybe initially the thing I'm slightly concerned about is when we all go back out there, we'll be thinking, oh gosh, you know, you're basically kind of starting almost from scratch, although hopefully your regular yeah. clients will come zooming back. But you don't know what will have happened to them during this lockdown. Their funds may be low. So I think maybe the temptation will be to price your sets way lower then maybe you should, which is only going to cheapen the industry. So my my, I feel quite strongly that I don't want to bring my prices down. It's taken me years to get up to the hourly rate that I charge. I'm more inclined to think, well, I'm going to keep my prices the same, but I'll do things like give them sort of three minutes so the thing that I might have a bit more of is time so they'll get a you know a a two and a half hour set for the price of two hours or whatever so I I really am concerned that that lash artists out there don't come back and really cheapen the prices.
1: Yeah that's a good point too. Um, I actually know a girl who has the greatest idea so what she's doing obviously you love your clients and you don't want to break the bank with them. But I mean, at the end of the day, this is a luxury service and you're making the choice to get your lashes, of course. Um, but we also want to show our clients how much we love and appreciate them. So instead of lowering your prices, you're not going to do that. Of course, like this is still your service. And, and again, it is so luxury, but what you can do is show them that you love them by this girl. I know she is, um, She is giving her clients a full set for the price of a fill for their first time coming back. Cause obviously they're only going to have, like, they're not going to have any lashes by the time this Mm -hmm. is over. So I think that's a lovely way to show your appreciation for your clients and get them back in your chair.
0: Yes. Very good. Exactly. But
1: instead of lowering your prices altogether, you can always do a Mm -hmm. promotion like that.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, Caitlin, I could speak to you all day and all night, really. But before we go, I just have to ask you, what three things have you done today that you can pat yourself on the back for?
1: Well, it's really early in the morning here. today. <laughs> Sorry but about maybe, that. I you, <laughs> maybe I can tell you about what I did yesterday. So yeah. yesterday, as I've mentioned, I... Spent the day with my little boys and we painted shells and put them around the neighborhood. So pat on the back for that. That was awesome. I also um, I taped, remember we were talking about how you can tape with your phone right now. So I also recorded a video for our Instagram so that I can offer some more free education on our Lash account. And I worked on my manual. So three things that I did yesterday that I'm super proud of. How about you? Okay,
0: Caitlin. Did you hear me? I'm like, what? That that is not fair. Okay, right. Okay, so what I have done today, I have recorded a podcast with Vilja in Norway. I have recorded a podcast with you and I have been to Costco and bought some supplies for the family. How's that? That's perfect. (laughs) I (laughs) did not know you were going to say that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't either. It just came out. (laughs) And it's a good time for our, uh, it's actually really good that I asked you that and that you asked me that because now uh, to end a podcast with a good thought and you can, as the listener, think, like, what did I do? I should pat my back on something that I did awesome today or yesterday because anything that you're doing right now is a positive.
0: Exactly. Thank you so much, Caitlin. I will speak to you in a couple of weeks. Have a really good and safe 14 days. Until then, thank you so much.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: 19.